Welcome to the Roundtable, the show that brings you the latest in the worlds of football, basketball, and gambling. Now, let's get to it. Here are your hosts, Brad Wakai and Tyson Gentry. Welcome into the Roundtable. I'm Brad Wakai. That is my co-host, Tyson Gentry. I know what you're thinking. You guys are cowards. You guys were scared <laughs> to come on the podcast and talk about the Eagles losing the Super Bowl because you were talking a big game. But I have to tell you, people, listen, listen, we were hurt. We were upset. Yes, Tyson was so hurt and upset. He literally got physically sick. Like he lost his voice <laughs> for the entire week at work. He could they wouldn't let him answer the phone because nobody could understand what he was saying. Like He was on his deathbed, people. So cut him some slack. It was a rough week. I'll tell you that much. I honestly, and I know nobody cares, but I was, wait, how long? I mean, you're probably still not over if I had to guess. I think I got home that night and James Bradbury had said I I held and that was it. That was like, I felt myself be like, oh, fuck. Well, I don't have any right to be mad. That's that. No, dude, like you can't make that call if you're the referee in that decision. Like, I don't care. Like people are trying to talk themselves into it. I'm like first defensive penalty all game. That's the spot. Like we, and we're not going to get into it because people are like, yeah, we've heard all this stuff before. Yeah, they don't care you know, we, we missed, we missed our window to give our opinion on that, but we are going to talk football, give the season recap. But I mean, other than that, Tyson, I mean, a great season for us as, as, a, as betters. Uh, we have some season-long win totals we did. I think I hit around 53%. So not not great for the week-to-week market, but I thought a, a pretty profitable week, uh, pretty profitable season overall, and I know you did the same. Yeah, I mean, preseason, you know, season-longs too. Um, if you hear 53% on season-longs, you might be like, well, that's, that's not great. The odds are you're at plus 500 for, for like favorites for these things, you know, for a lot of these season-long uh, wins for stat leaders. So, um to hit at a good percentage on those big odds wasn't it made it a little bit more easy to stomach once I was able to go cash all those things. Right, exactly. And it's like that's that's why we do that. You know, first and foremost, like that's why we did that big podcast giving out these season longs. Um, you know, I mean just just for kind of everybody's knowledge here. So we we had Justin Jefferson most receiving yards. That was plus 900. We also bet into the most passing yards market, most rushing yards market, most sacks market, at least I did. Um, I don't think you've met Bennett on sacks with me, but you were definitely on yards and, and uh, rushing yards. With even with those losses, we went one for four, just hit Jefferson. We made we made two times the money, the return, because we hit Jefferson at plus nine hundred. So that's there, right, right there. And it's not like we were off by Herbert was second, Nick Chubb was third, who I took, and then I had Miles Garrett sacks. He was tied for second. So if we would have cashed just a couple of those, man, sheesh. Next podcast, Brad would have been outside in a hot tub, probably. <laughs> Now, here's where we got to get better, I will say. So I'm looking at the win totals that we had. So um, so I went three and six on these. Now, I will say I got the I got a bad rap on, I think, on a couple. Like the Ravens quit the last couple weeks of the season. <laughs> um, Chargers pushed on 10. They lost to the Dolphins. So I went three, five, and one. That's what it was. Uh, Giants under seven and a half. That was crazy. Steelers under seven and a half. I mean, really, that I can't believe that hit. But other than that, I mean, we were right there. And then division winners uh three out of three out of the seven because the ravens voided so really three of six and then we got the nfl or the nfc champs and the eagles so hey it was a good i thought we had a we did a good job tyson i can't wait to roll it in the next season as well well i cannot believe that you're on here without mentioning uh you run through all those things and no mention of the bears worst record in the nfl something we sweated for 18 weeks 
uh, just to finally be rewarded by Davis Mills. Shout out, Lovey Smith. Thank you yeah. very much. Thank you, sir. And then our player prop season long as well. Like we had four passing props. We went three out of four, which is great. We had rushing touchdown props, swept the board there. AJ Dillon, Nick Chubb, Barkley, which was great. And then our receiving props, we had a few more of those. Um, went three out of four on the touchdowns, overs, um, and then went two out of four on yardage totals for receiving props. So, uh, hey, awesome. And we, we're not here just to, to kind of pat ourselves on the back, but I think, you know, we wanted to be transparent with everybody out there. If you've been following us and betting with us, you know, just giving you an update. We're not hiding behind anything in our chalkboard app, the Tyson plugs. You know, we have all of our recaps. So, we, you know, we're, we, if we have a bad week, we're not hiding from it. You know, I, I'm coming on here and be like, I sucked last week. That's, it's that's hard to doing. hide when it's just on record. It's just posted. <laughs> like, we can't go anywhere. You guys already heard it. Okay. Well, that's that's going to kind of do it for a season recap. Like we said off the top, you know, we missed our window to talk about the Super Bowl, you know, which is fine. Tyson was on his deathbed. The Eagles almost killed him. <laughs> I, that, that makes me even more mad. But uh, we're going to we're going to move into early look aheads in this offseason. We've had some chatter. Obviously, the coaching market was fluctuating. We'll have a better look at that when staffs get filled out and we'll do an in-depth analysis on each team as we get closer and closer to the draft time. But some NFL storylines to monitor, Tyson. Let's just start here because that's as we saw in the Super Bowl. You can't win. It, you can't win it without an elite one. And Jalen Hurts performed elite, outplayed Mahomes. But at the end of the day, you know Mahomes was Mahomes down the stretch, and he's one of the greatest all time. We have potentially one of those guys and Aaron Rodgers on the market. You know, maybe coming out of his darkness retreat, he re- he decides to move teams the Packers maybe want to deal them and Derek Carr who we're not the biggest fans of he's on the market as well so let's talk about that where where do you think these quarterbacks ultimately end up well when we did our Derek Carr bonus pod I said he's going to get traded to the Saints and I was so close to being able to come on here in victory lap and now to be honest with you I truly don't know uh now that he's been released and part of the reason that I'm struggling is a uh Derek Carr probably isn't going to be the first domino to fall I think people are, if you're in the quarterback market, you want to see what happens with Rodgers. Uh, you want to see if there's any smoke around what's going on with Lamar before you kind of commit to Derek Carr. But the flip side of Derek Carr, Brad, is he really a, ce- a ceiling raiser for some of these teams? Like, does he, where does he put the Jets? Obviously, an upgrade over Zach Wilson or Mike White, but it's not like Derek Carr walks into that division and you have, you don't have the best quarterback in the AFC East. And so, where does that put you on the whole? You better hope that defense is good enough. And in the NFC, it's like whatever job he picks in the NFC South, he probably can win the division. But that's that's it. Like he's not going to walk under the Panthers and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think that's a great way of looking at it. Is like what does he do for the ceiling of a football team? And I think for a team like the Jets, who has been so desperate to have a quarterback and just give them some hope, I think Derek Carr would raise their ceiling of of confidence, you know, for like a lack of a better term. Like they've been so downtrodden on the quarterbacks that they've drafted, the quarterbacks they've had since Mark Sanchez was, you know, fairly successful. They're going to two AFC championship games. Sam Darnold was a disaster. Zach Wilson's been a disaster. Like they can't draft a position. I think you have to pivot if you want to be successful and say, hey, this is something that we miss when we analyze these a certain position coming out of college. Let's look at somebody established. And people know I'm, I'm a critic of Derek Carr, but he would be the best quarterback they've had in that franchise for a long time. And so if I'm someone like the Jets, I would certainly rather sign Derek Carr than trade for Rodgers, who I don't know how committed he is, which may sound crazy, but I don't know how committed he is and how much capital you're going to have to give up to the Packers who love draft picks. 
who love kind of feasting on that and rebuilding themselves. So if I'm the Jets, I'd rather just sign somebody, play with these young players that you've drafted, done well at these certain different positions besides quarterback, and see where that takes you. And I, I honestly think one thing that's going to be fun with the Rodgers situation, whoever trades for him is going to need a commitment. That, it, that you got to be here at least two years. We're hoping for three. And how does that go with as, as far as like restructuring the contract? Because is this a deal where you're like, hey, this is a three-year, $140 million contract, but the first year you get $30 million guaranteed, and then the next two we're splitting up <laughs> like the 55 each, right? we got to keep you around. Uh, and it, will he go for that? The, the quarterback market is always pretty volatile um, in the offseason. Like there's a lot of moving pieces. This year we get to get excited about like legitimate talents, whereas the last couple of years it's like, where's Carson Wentz going to play? What happens to Matt Ryan? It, it's like not the same thing. Um, but to me, the biggest and most intriguing part of the quarterback market is the guys that have teams. The contracts that are going to have to be signed by Burrow, Herbert, Hertz, um, Lamar Jackson, like all these guys that are up for deals, who gets done first? Uh, who gets left? Um, I'll use DJ Moore as an example because last year he signed three years, sixty million, and then all of a sudden, all of his peers were were getting uh, twelve to fifteen more over the same time period. Like, what is is Joe Burrow going at the end of the offseason going to be the fourth highest paid player from this class of free agents? Because one of them will be whoever goes last will get the most money. We know that. And can you, can these players? I mean realistically like i mean i guess you can if you're a borough you're established you can afford to hold out because the Bengals don't have another option i guess similarly with the chargers but it's like you know you kind of want to get things done i mean we saw with teddy bridgewater in training camp freak accident blew out his knee was never the same player was replaced in minnesota because of that career was never the same and we obviously we're not wishing that upon anybody like we want that to happen but you know that's what that's why these players want to play under a contract that's why these players want to not be franchised. Like they want to have a long-term commitment from teams for themselves as well. So it's it's a it's a kind of a cat and mouse game. Like how long do you plan to wait things out? Yes, you know you can corner the market if you do, but you know at the end of the day you want to have that security financially. And it brings me to my point with Lamar Jackson. Like what are the Ravens going to do? I think that's a good point because are they interested in moving on from Lamar Jackson? It, it feels like there may be some people in that building who are interested in it. Getting rid of the offensive coordinator, get kind of, you know, paying Roquan Smith before you pay Lamar Jackson. Like there may be people in the locker room who said, hey, we may have hit Lamar's ceiling already. He's starting to get a little more banged up. Maybe we can flip him to an Atlanta, a New York Jets, get their draft picks and just say, we're good at drafting. We'll just reset this entire thing. I would be so frustrated if they go out and get Todd Munkin after years of let's play throw it to the tight end and turn around and hand it to one of our three running backs in the backfield as soon as they open this thing up. Um, and I know there was a lot of talk and there always is about like the Ravens did so much to try to surround Lamar with talent. It's like franchise left tackle got traded to the chiefs. You went out, you traded Hollywood Brown to let Rashad Bateman walk into a role that he just showed up broken for. Like <laughs> he's hurt all the time. It's like you, you got really lucky that Mark Andrews is the player he is and you got really lucky that Charlie Kohler and Isaiah Likely look like they're going to be good football players. Uh, it's like J.K. Dobbins got hurt. It's To me, uh, Lamar definitely has had the best season of his career. He was the unanimous MVP of the NFL. But he can still be a top five or six guy. 
And that's what wins you Super Bowl. So to willingly let one of those guys walk out of the door, I think you have to have a, a reason that is bigger than their talent. Like a reason that I don't think Lamar Jackson's shown us publicly that maybe he shows them um, in meeting rooms and things like that and the way he prepares. But like, <laughs> look at the division mates, man. Like you're going to have to deal with Burrow for t- 10 more years. The Steelers just got out of their 20-year marriage to Ben Roethlisberger, and they look like they have Drew Locke, too. Um, and, <laughs> and they like, still won nine games. Yes. And then the Browns just committed $55 million to a guy who might suck now. A year. Fully guaranteed. Like, you're willingly walking towards that line instead of saying, okay, we're here to compete with Cincinnati. And that's that should be it, right? Like, the Steelers have finally seen vulnerable, or like I just said. I mean, even with, like, all the question marks on the rookie QB, they, fin- they finished with a winning record. Like, it's uncanny. Yeah. And the Browns just seemed to be the Browns again. Like that was a question mark. Like, oh, finally got Deshaun Deshaun Watson. And it's like, well, doesn't seem like Stefanski's really that good of a coach. Is the roster really that good? And Watson just may be done. But we'll we'll see, right? I mean, you know, coming off that long layoff. But I agree with you. Like, why would they willingly pull themselves back down to that pack? It, it doesn't make much sense unless, like you said, there's just not a belief in that locker room that Lamar Jackson really is the guy. And I, I'm not sure. Like, we're not in that locker room. I know you're uh, much higher on Lamar Jackson as, as a ceiling um, and what his ceiling can be than I am. Like, I think he's a really good player. I don't think he can ever be a top-five QB in the NFL. And I know he won an uh, MVP. But I think when you're talking about what wins in the postseason, I don't know if Lamar Jackson can be that guy. And so if the Ravens have already come up, come to that decision themselves, and like, hey, let's go see if we can get somebody else who can be that guy. I would not be shocked if they try to move him to one of these franchises who are desperate for a star QB, and then they're just like, hey, we're just going to rebuild again. And if you're in the NFC, man, you're licking your chops. Because when you look around the NFC and the quarterback landscape, it's like Jalen Hurts and everybody else. Yeah. Like, Not that he's the best player in the conference, but he's 25 years old. Um, and like when you're looking around – it's a bunch of old guys on the back half of their career or guys who aren't in that upper echelon of quarterbacks. So if, if you can go get a 26 year old Lamar Jackson um, and you're Atlanta, you're feeling really good compared to where the saints Panthers Buccaneers are where the Packers are about to end up. Like you don't want to be the Vikings. And I'm, I'm sorry to Vikings fans, but this is what we say all the time. And I think it was proven in the super bowl. It's like, it's a, they said over and over again in uh, the lead up to super bowl, but the NFL is a bell curve. And when you're sitting in the middle, you're screwed. Like you have to be four and twelve to be able to be, uh, or four and thirteen now to be able to be thirteen and four. Like that's the way uh, this league works. You can't sit at eight and nine, nine and eight every year, and then all of a sudden, like flip a switch. You have to go get somebody. And occasionally, you know, teams draft a tight end number four, <laughs> and then draft a <laughs> wide receiver number eleven. You need somebody to throw them the football. I think Atlanta's a great spot. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely think so, because if Atlanta runs with Desmond Ritter for 17 weeks, they're going to be the worst team in the NFL. Like, People are doing this weird thing where they're convincing themselves that he was impressive. Have you noticed? No, I haven't seen Who's saying that? What, do they have eyes? That, I've seen that he's all over the place, that they don't need to go out and get draft the quarterback because they've got to see what they have. It's like they we don't saw. have anything. I'm telling we you. I, you don't have anything at Cincy. Come on. I mean, the dude, it's he crazy. takes care of the ball. He's a mature guy. He's grown up, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, was that too? Alex Smith. He didn't win anything. <laughs> like, geez, man. Like, especially, especially when we're like talking about 
the great quarterbacks. We just named Burrow, Mahomes, Herbert hasn't done anything in the playoffs. No. He's an incredible talent. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be okay with Desmond Ritter because he takes care of the ball. Like, come on. That's insanity. I know. And the, the I mean, we're kind of going off in the weeds here on the Falcons, but like, do you wait for 2024 and then hope you hit Caleb Williams? And then all of a sudden you have money tied up in Kyle Pitts and Drake London before you can pay. <laughs> like it's, you're, you're playing a very strange game over there, but I mean, that's just one of the teams. It felt like we were picking on them a little bit. There's eight, nine, 10 teams. Uh, that could use a quarterback. And honestly, like all these free agents are probably looking around like, what's going on with Trey Lance? Mm-hmm. You guys really sold on him? I want to come play for Kyle Shanahan. I want to go, I want to go to San Francisco. Yeah, and that's that's another good point, too. Is Brock Purdy, is he going to be healthy in time? UCL surgery, apparently wasn't the full Tommy John. They say he's going to be back by training camp. Is he going to be an effective thrower? And really, are you going to be sold by Brock Purdy as Mr. Irrelevant? I know that offense is great. And we didn't get to see truly like what he could do against an elite team in, in the Philadelphia Eagles, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to be convinced that think, Mr. Irrelevant is going to off be the guy. top of your head. Can you think of the last backup quarterback that came in, won a bunch of games for a really good team, and then got a giant contract? Yeah, wasn't it Tom Brady? Brock Osweiler. Okay, how'd that go? Yeah, not great. Not I mean, great. Brock Purdy might be better. He might not be, but he certainly doesn't seem like he's going to be an all-world guy. I mean, that's just like the the risk you have to take here. But, like, if he was a free agent right now, who's lining up that Brock Purdy is going to be their starter? And I think you have to look at it that way as San Francisco. Even though he won you a bunch of games, it's like, shit. This is year four, right, where we fell just short. We got to get yep. somebody. Yeah, you got to get somebody that's going to take you over the edge. Like, that's that's John. That's what John Lynch needs to do. Like, that's, that's what he's supposed to be. All right, so that's QBs on the move. Like, we're going to monitor that. We're going to have a ton of different stuff regarding – the quarterback market, it could be slim, it could be robust, we're not quite sure. Is there another storyline, Tyson, that you are monitoring as we start the NFL offseason, as we're getting closer to NFL draft, uh, get, or the, the combine, and then we get to the NFL draft in April? Is there anything off the top of your mind that you think people should be paying attention to as we flip the calendar of the basketball season? Well, one of the things I think that's kind of uh, come up a lot, and most of it is quarterback-related this offseason, don't get that confused, but um, in the NFC East, I think there's a handful of pretty interesting things. Can the Eagles uh, retain all of their defensive free agents? Spoiler alert is no. It's just how much are those guys going to get paid other places. Uh, but, Brad, to me, a team that's in a super unique situation this offseason is the New York Giants. And that's because they have Daniel Jones, who reportedly uh, has fired his agent and wants more than what was the – he wants 45 a year? He wants $45 million. That's a Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> that's – Good luck, bud. Um, but then Saquon Barkley is also a free agent. And yep. it's like one of those guys has to get the tag. And if you're in New York, you would much prefer to take Saquon Barkley and get a deal done with your quarterback. Because if they take Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley is on a new football team next year. And then, and then what do they do, right? Because clearly their offense was reliant on Saquon Barkley. They didn't have to put it all in Daniel Jones' arm. They didn't all have to rely on just him to make the throw. And I can't believe he's asking. Can you imagine me and Daniel Jones having the balls to do that? Like, they could have, like, traded him. Like, I don't know. They could have brought do you think his agent crazy to me. Do you think his agent laughed when he told him he wanted 45 and that's why he fired him? So he was with CAA, I saw, which represents a ton of people. Like, it's a huge agency. And I, so I don't know what the rift was there, but moved over to athletes first. And I don't really know anything about them. 
other other than you know it's some new newer agency but i i don't know i don't know legitimately how daniel jones thinks he has the bargaining power to ask for 45 million dollars at quarterback in this league like it's crazy i mean if he didn't play the playoff game against the eagles um and he just called it after the game against the vikings there's a world where he might end up with what he asked for because everybody in the country for some reason after watching this guy play um for the previous three years or whatever um and then watching him this season in the playoffs all of a sudden, that Vikings game, people were like, "I don't know, man. This guy is. This guy has it. This guy's good." When that's not who he is. That's never yeah. going to be who he is. It's just he's a he is the new Dalton line, right? He, yeah. He's the new sixteen. Um, and if you want to tie up forty five million dollars into the sixteenth best quarterback in the NFL or in that tier, because that's firmly where he is for me, and I don't uh, see much upward mobility with Daniel Jones, you're screwed. That's the end of your contending window, and that thing is slammed shut until you're guaranteed money. You're not paying him anymore, uh, which, with the way some of these things are structured, could be six years from now. And I think, you know, kind of circle back to the Eagles thing as well. These, you know, the Giants, you know, they're in the playoffs, want a playoff game. Yeah, I have contenders here, and there's a bunch of others that we can touch on too. But that's one of the reasons why we want to go more in depth into these teams. We can look at them from a specific lens. But I think your point's valid. Like, spoiler alert, no, Eagles aren't going to retain all these guys because nobody in the NFL does if everybody's a free agent. A lot of people in that defense are. And so you know why the NFL is called Not For Long or nicknamed Not For Long? It's because it's easy to get out of contracts and get new guys in, new faces to fit systems. So it's going to look different, man. It's going to be a different team. And, you know, that's why I think the Patriots did such a good job over the years in their dynasty. They, they plugged and replaced got guys who could play in their system and guys with the hunger and weren't complacent enough and need to prove themselves. So it could be a blessing. It could be a curse. We'll see. We'll see how good of a coach Nick Sirianni really is when uh, we see a little adversity here losing the two coordinators as well. And one thing I think that's pretty important to keep in mind when it comes to the NFL free agency is like a lot of these dudes were one year, $4 million deals. And then they played their way into a yep. two for 12 or a three for 50 or whatever it is. Uh, very few guys are coming out here signing a four for seventy-two uh, million dollar deal and then doing it again the next time they're up. It's all and it's going to be that way next year. We're going to be sitting here talking about whoever loses the Super Bowl next season, and it's like, can they retain all these people? Because half your roster is up for a new contract perpetually, all the time. That's the way the NFL works, and that's why the good teams are good. That's why, as you said, the Patriots stayed on top for so long. That's why. How many dudes on the Chiefs? were not they weren't even on the Chiefs a year ago right they, they right. certainly weren't on the Chiefs last time they won a Super Bowl that's just the way it works yep. man and that's been three years uh these things change all the time it's rapid uh and to talk yourself oh man the Eagles lost TJ Edwards that's pretty it's there's a lot of guys that are the same yep there's a lot of dudes in this league That that's for damn sure Okay, man. I mean, that's NFL storylines to monitor for now. We want to get a quick little football episode in, allow you guys to let ourselves pat ourselves on the back for a bit. We appreciate that, as always. But uh, before we get to the whole spiel and everything, I want to plug – Tyson's going to plug the actual app itself. But we're going to have some fun stuff coming out next year for our different content. Uh, We're going to be giving out picks earlier in the week than we do on on Friday or on our Thursday episode if we like it. So – that's going to be in the app that Tyson is going to plug. We're going to try to beat these closing lines a little bit earlier in the week. And if, if you missed out on that, I'd probably do the show. You know, we apologize, but that's, that's a way that we are going to try to attack this football season 
and, and the NFL moving forward because these stale markets, it's hard to win. If you can get in at a price earlier or a number earlier, we think we're going to have a much better success than just 53% and maybe around 50 on the side. So that's the goal moving forward. We're going to have some more interactive stuff as well. But Tyson, tell them where they can find our stuff that we're talking about in that app. And if you're you're done betting the NFL, because we all are uh, right now, uh, you can go to the Chalkboard app. It's in the App Store. It's in Google Play. Uh, Brad and I are in there betting college football um, or college football, college basketball, MMA, uh, the NBA, NHL. Uh, if you can think of it, we're betting on it. If you only want to bet football, um, we got the combine coming in eight days. We got the draft in uh, two months, basically from today, like two months in a week or something like that. Uh, the draft market's great. If you want to get in there and make money. Uh, and that's one thing that you're going to want to be in the chalkboard because you have to be following uh, a lot of these smoke screens from people. You have to be following guys that are actually plugged in with the team, uh, not named Adam Schefter to find out who these dudes want to pick. Um, we'll be throwing money down. I had a great draft uh, last year as far as getting guys over under and exact picks. And you did as well. And that will be in the chalkboard. The group name is the round table um, and it's downloaded wherever you find your apps. Yeah, Tyson absolutely crushed the draft last year. It was super impressive. So I'm going to be leaning on him a lot because he's he's really good at this stuff. So definitely check him out there. And in the meantime, make sure to follow us on social media. Our Instagram's at underscore the roundtable pod. The TikTok handle is the same. And you can always send us a tweet over at TRT underscore pod. We really appreciate you guys supporting the show. Like, subscribe, and share. The more you like the show, the better we do on apple and spotify or wherever you listen so we really appreciate you liking it um you know send us a five stars if you haven't reviewed it yet that'd be that'd mean a lot to us as well we have a ton of content coming out too now it's not not just football stuff we are in basketball season we're gonna be doing a ton of college a ton of nfl content and tyson and i like to fancy ourselves as a little bit of some golf experts here we'll be doing a lot more with the podcast this season. And if that's not your vibe, we have plenty of stuff that you can follow along to just make sure you contact us on social media. If you want to hear our opinions on that. So we'll have a ton of stuff coming out soon this week. It was good to be back. We appreciate you all listening. So until, until, until next time guys, peace. Thanks for listening to the round table. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, please rate and review so others find out about the show. We'll catch you on the next episode of The Roundtable.